Welcome to the In Your 20s podcast, where we figure out what the f- we're doing in our 20s. Hey, 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 it's your girl Tina with an H, and welcome back to another episode of In Your 20s. If you're wondering why my voice sounds this sexy and alluring and mysterious, it's because I did myself dirty and I went on a three-day bender this weekend. It was my friend's birthday. Some of my friends wanted to do a Sunday fun day. We also wanted to go out and get drinks on Friday. And honestly, did I have a great time? Yes. But I don't think I've done a three-day bender since I was in college. And now I'm suffering. I am so hungover. My voice sounds like this. My voice said that I'm going to go leave. And so that way you have to think, sit there and think about what you did. That's what my voice said. That's why it's not here right now. But even though I was on a three-day bender was still a great time. I felt so close to my friends this weekend and we haven't just done a bunch of fun stuff like that in a while. So it was very nice. I was feeling very loved as I got to hang out and have these awesome conversations with my friends. And since love is in the air, that is why we have iconic TikTok star who is making all the rules and you're seeing all of the rules online. Eli Rallo is on the show today. Now, if you don't know Eli and if you don't know what I mean by the rules, she is known for giving everyone the hot girl tips in terms of dating, relationships, self-care, and just loving yourself. Eli is amazing to have on. Throughout the episode, we talk about how to conquer Valentine's Day, whether you're single or in a relationship, and how it's important for us to switch our perspectives when we look at holidays We talk about how to manipulate someone into falling in love with you. Yes, I said manipulate. And yes, I took so many notes during this conversation that y'all make sure you have a pen and paper with you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars on Spotify or hey, you know, if you don't want to give us five, you want to give us four, totally accept that too. Be sure to follow In Your 20s on Instagram. That's 20s with a Y-S, not an I-E-S. I'm going to stop rambling because there is so much that we talk about on this episode. So without further ado, let's get into it. What's up, guys? It's your girl Tina with an H back with another episode of In Your 20s. Today, I am joined by a TikTok star who is giving y'all all the rules, all the lists. If you haven't seen her TikToks, then I don't know what you're doing. Let's give it up for Eli Rallo. Hey, girl. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for coming on. There is so much that I want us to get into, but to kick things off, how old are you and what's a random fun fact you've learned in your 20s? Okay, I'm 23 years old and a random fun fact I've learned in my 20s. Okay, so... I studied theater in college and like a fun fact about Broadway that people don't know is like, the only thing that you need to make something a Broadway theater other than like being registered as a Broadway theater is over 500 seats. So there's like 45 or 46 Broadway theaters in Manhattan. Obviously only Manhattan is Broadway. So you have to be in Manhattan with over 500 seats. And then the reason that you wouldn't be Broadway, you'd be off Broadway is it's theaters with under 500 seats. And then other being like being registered by Broadway League, whatever. But I always think that's so cool because people don't know like what makes it Broadway. It's like, It's just the theaters that have above 500 seats. Mind is fully blown. I had- Isn't that crazy? That is crazy, especially, I never even put together like why are some shows called like Broadway shows and then the other ones are off Broadway shows. Yeah, and obviously there's like more that you need to have, but essentially like to make something a Broadway theater for it to be registered, it has to have above 500 seats in in Manhattan, which is cool. Interesting. I actually went to my first Broadway show um, last month 
And oh my God, what'd you see? I took my family and myself to go watch Aladdin. Oh my God, it's so good. So Dis- good. They just do such a good job, Disney. Like they just, they're always hitting all the marks. For that show, because my mom has always wanted to go see a Broadway show, never has been to one. So I was like, I'm going to get you guys tickets for Christmas. And as I'm thinking, what show? I wanted to do like burlesque or Moulin Rouge. But then I said, you know what? That's probably not family friendly. Like if I'm yeah. going to go see this with my parents, I got, I need to be something, you know. Okay. I also think if you've never seen a show before, you have to see like a classic and like you have to see something that's like been on Broadway that will stay there forever. That if that's the only show they're going to see in their life, they can say like my daughter took me to see Aladdin on Broadway and not like, oh, remember when Moulin Rouge was open for three and a half years on Broadway? Like we saw that one. You know what I mean? Like it's like Aladdin will always be on Broadway. So it's kind of special. I even I wanted to take them to Lion King because I tried to get these tickets for my mom's birthday. And she goes, no, I don't want Lion King. I was like, that is the most popular one. No, the thing is, though, like what I'll give her because my mom did the same thing whenever Tarzan was on Broadway. My mom was like, I just don't want to see Tarzan. I don't want to see like a hokey Disney show. I just don't think adults realize like how much they cater toward everybody. Like they're so good at that. Like Tarzan, Aladdin, Lion King, even like Newsies, all the Disney shows, they cater toward like any age. Like there's just, they're brilliant. They do such a good job. They are incredible. And after we left that show, I was in shock because even my parents were like the choreography, memorizing all those lines and then the set design and the costumes. 10 out of 10, guys. Literally, this isn't even sponsored by Aladdin, but go see it. (laughs) Go see it. You have to go see it. Like, it's just, it's literally brilliant. It is life-changing, without a doubt. But, Eli, let's talk a little bit more about you. For those who aren't familiar with your TikToks and your videos, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Sure. So, I am 23. As we said, I was originally born in Jersey. My parents still live there. We love to hear it. We support Jersey. Yes, Jersey girl. I, so I grew up in Jersey. I went to college in Michigan. I studied theater, like you just said. And then when I graduated, I moved to the city to go get my master's in journalism at Columbia's grad school. So I've been living here since August of 2020. So I moved to the city like amid pandemic, went to grad school during the pandemic, which was really crazy dynamic experience. And then... I worked in journalism for a little bit and now I do TikTok and Instagram full time as like my money making side of things. I also freelance write. I have my own podcast and I'm writing a book. So very busy, um, crazy craziness, but very busy. Um, and I'm just, I'm really excited to be here and like chat with you and learn more about you too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. That list was never ending. You. My life is like a whirlwind every day, I swear. And writing a book, how's that process? It's really crazy. So I I guess like for those people who don't know, it's kind of hard to just like write a book. Like normally what you want to do is have an agent first. And then with the agent, you'll put together a book proposal. If they're a good agent with a lot of industry connections, they'll pitch the book proposal to a big publisher. Then you get the book deal, which is the money that comes in for you to like live while you're writing your book. So they'll say like, for example, you have till May 31st to write this book. We expect like all 500 pages on our desk, like here's 50 grand or however well they think your book is going to do. That's how much money they'll give you to like live off of while you're writing. And then like, this is your deadline, whatever. So that's what we're doing. They like actually, these agents actually reached out to me 
They're very wonderful. I like them very much. And we're putting together the proposal now. So I'm in the middle of writing some chapters and shaking out like a table of contents. And I meet with them weekly. We It's very crazy. Like we're moving really fast, but I really want this book to be here by like 2023. It'd be like really cool. So. Wow. So usually what would you say is like a normal timeline for writing a book? Yeah, that's a good question. So I think generally speaking, people will either get an MFA in creative writing or they'll pitch their book idea to agents. Then once you sign with an agent, um, you'll start working with them and it can be on whatever timeline you really want. Obviously, I want this to be you know, something that happens as soon as possible because I'm just excited about it, but I could take forever, I guess. So I've just been like chugging along. I need like for the proposal, like they handle all the marketing side of it and like the business plan and executing that. And then I handle like obviously fleshing out my table of contents, writing about myself, and then I'm going to write three chapters. So it'll probably end up being like 50 pages of the book. So that's where I'm at. So hopefully, I don't know, hopefully by like summer we'll have like at least leeway on like if it's going to be purchased which would be really great so I don't know if you can disclose this information but can we get a hint as to what the book's about yeah so I actually I decided that I'm not ready to write fiction yet I think writing fiction is an undertaking that I think I'll do like when I'm a parent um I think I'll do it when I'm done with social media and not done because my platform's like not going anywhere but like when I'm easing away from making TikToks every day, I think that's when I would commit to writing fiction. Like, and it would have to be the kind of situation of like kids are in school, like husband, if I have one is not around and like, I can just sit in my house and write all day. Um, Cause it is so, it's such a massive undertaking to write fiction. Um, so we decided on doing narrative nonfiction, personal essays, and it's going to be kind of organized by the rules lists. And then each corresponding chapter will you know, be inspired by whatever list that we're, you know, starting the chapter with. And so it's mostly going to be about relationships, dating, and sort of like a kind of a young mid-20s untamed by Glennon Doyle vibe. So like where her target audience was like middle-aged women, but like also young people could kind of get inspiration from it I think my target audience will be like our age and then hopefully older women and women younger maybe could also be inspired by it so that's what it's about um and obviously it's a major work in progress and I'm really looking forward to hopefully uh getting it on its feet soon and having it in everyone's hands like as soon as I possibly can people have been really supportive and excited so I'm excited too yeah yeah, I was going to say, I need that book right now because my dating life is shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working as fast as I can. <laughs> I keep going. Eli's like, oh, 2023. I'm like, can I get it tomorrow? Is that possible? Yeah, everyone's like, I need to pre-order it. I'm like, guys, there's not even a cover. <laughs> like, you have to a title. <laughs> but guys, patience is a virtue. You know, since relationships and dating is going to be one of the topics, I'd love to like talked with you about that because Valentine's Day is coming up. People who aren't in relationships right now are like, what the fuck do I do? I'm single. My friends, I saw your video about how you said the NFL like <laughs> fucked us over. I actually think it's so bad because I really just realized how bad it actually is because girls were asking me like, how do I tell the guy that I'm seeing casually that I want to like be his Valentine and like do something for Valentine's Day? Like, 
their like non-boyfriend, like someone that they're talking to. And I'm like, that's fucked. Because obviously, if there's no label on it, he's just not prioritizing you over fucking the Super Bowl. He's not. Unless he doesn't watch football, it's so hard for you to casually bring it up to him when you're not fully dating him, when you know for a fact he's going to be like, well, Sunday's the Super Bowl. You want to go out? You want to get dinner? Like, it's just going to be, it's so bad. Like, that's when I realized how bad it truly is. Because like, for me, it's like, okay, well, I'm already forcing my boyfriend's like going to stay, not even forcing, obviously he wants to, but like, we're going on a staycation in Brooklyn on Friday night. And we're going to be there or Saturday night, rather, we're going to be there all day Saturday. And then we're going to spend like Sunday morning together. And then we're going to go um, to like this little Super Bowl party I got invited to. And then we're going to watch with his friends. And then we're going to wake up together on Valentine's Day and happy days, you know? So like, but I could like coerce him slash be like, well, you have to prioritize me on the Super Bowl. Like, obviously, I'll come with you to watch with your friends. But like before that, we have to do what I want to do. You can't do that if you're not dating the person. Because they're going to think that you're kind of psycho, low key. They're going to. They're going to think that you're a little psycho or they're just going to be like, well, we're not They're Like the worst case scenario, the best case scenario is they're like, oh my God, like let's go out to dinner on Monday night or like, yeah, I would love to do something with you. But the worst case scenario is he's like, oh wait, I thought we were just hooking up. I'm like watching football with my friends. Like that's so bad. Like that's so awkward. That is so awkward and so queasy. And it really goes to show like people, some people love to say that labels don't matter but labels do matter for this exact reason. Yeah, and I think, okay, my thing about labels is like on some level, like people always ask me like, how did you have the exclusive talk with your boyfriend or whatever? I think that when you're in your 20s and you start dating somebody, if it's gonna be the right person, you're just gonna know that you're exclusive. Like like we met and like on our second date, I just knew that we weren't gonna be seeing other people. Like we just really hit it off. We really clicked like, it wasn't the kind of thing where I was like, I always say, if you have to ask yourself, like, where's their head at or what they're feeling, it's probably not good. Like, <laughs> it's probably not good. Like, think about that. Like, really take it back to the very essence of that. If you have to ask yourself, like, how does this person feel about me? You would know. Like, you would know. If, if they really liked you, they wanted to prioritize you and be with you, you would know. And I know it's a tough truth because, like, that doesn't apply to every case scenario, but I think it does apply to most of them where, like, if this person wanted to be with you, you would know. And people just can't wrap their heads around that, unfortunately, which is sad. And that's why we all waste our time. That's why I've wasted my time in the past. But like, I just knew. And like, then I did clarify it with him one time. And I always use an excuse of um, like sexual health. So we were like about to sleep together for a first time or something. And I said, um, like, just so you know, I was recently tested. I don't have any STIs and I'm not sleeping with any other people. I just like, like to talk about sexual health because I think it's important. Yeah. And that opens the door for him to say, oh, I'm not sleeping with anybody else either. Wow. Like it's the perfect way to do it. And so we did do that just because I wanted to be sure, but I was already <laughs> sure. Do you know what I mean? And so I think, like, so on some level, I think labels are so stupid, but other times I'm like, they're important because they open the door for you to behave like a girlfriend and like not boss them around, but at least like, you have uh, like you have the label, you have the position now. You have leverage to be able to do these things. Yeah, you can leverage that. Yeah, like you can text their mom when you're the girlfriend, but like you're not doing that when you're the sneaky link. Like, you know what I mean? When you're the sneaky link, you're the <laughs> keyword sneaky. No one knows. Could you imagine like, let's say you don't have labels with someone and then 
you expect them to leave the football party to watch the Super Bowl for you. What do you think he'd say to his friends? Like, oh yeah, there's this girl that I'm kind of seeing. They're going to be like, bro, we're closer to you. We want to spend time with you. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Also, like, I got this message from this really sweet girl who is saying like, she's really hit it off with this guy and has been seeing him and they were sleeping together and they were like lying in bed. And he was like, what we have going is so special. Like, let's just not tell anybody about it. It's more fun if it's a secret. And she was like, is that a red flag? And I was like, that's like a burgundy flag. Like the flag is so red that it's like fucking crimson. Like that, we aren't doing that. Like, and I understand because I feel like people have said that to me too. And it's like, he's masking it in a sweet way to make you be like, okay, but what if? But I think Tink says it the best. Like there are boxes that people place you in. And like, if he sees you as a hookup, it's really, really hard to change somebody's mind about us. And also we shouldn't want to. Like, why would you want to sit around and change someone's mind about you when you could just find somebody whose mind is made up about you? Snaps to that. Like, come on, right? Like, why would you want to be like, oh, let me just try to make him fall in love with me. Like, there's somebody that would just be like, you're the prize. Like, why don't you want that person? (laughs) It's so funny too, because there are those people that will say you're the prize, but I don't know, maybe it's just me and I'm speaking from personal experience. I never want those guys. They're always the ones that I don't want. I'm like, and this is going to sound so fucked up, but I say, oh, I think I'm out of their league. Like I can do better, which sounds so shitty out loud, but the good guys are always right in front of us, but we always choose to ignore it. Or at least I ignore it. Yeah. And and I think that the thing is eventually like one of two things happens. Either you meet somebody who is the perfect mix of like super good guy, but also a little bit of a chase. Like, I think my boyfriend is a good example. Like he was such a good guy. Like on our second date was like, just want to let you know, I'm not looking for like a hookup or something casual. Like I really want to get to know somebody. And, but at the same time he was like, but let's take it slow. And like, I want to wait to have sex and things like that. So it was the perfect combination of me knowing for sure that he wasn't looking to fuck around. And then if we were a good fit, it was going to be something intentional. But at the same time, the whole like, let's take it slow thing was like me being like, okay, well, now it's a chase. Now I have to like, get you to like, want to take it fast. So I think like, you know, that that's what you need. Because like, the good, goodest good guy ever is never going to get everyone because everybody wants the chase. because It's like, adrenaline and human nature. But also like, the like, you know, asshole guy is not going to end up ever dating you. So you have to find like a happy medium. The asshole guy has so much stamina, he could be running for years, people. Years. Yeah, the asshole guy is not it. (laughs) They're never, they're never ready to commit. Well, as we're approaching Valentine's Day, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on what's like the hot girl's guide to being single and having a good time on Valentine's Day. Because I feel like there's this pressure that we all put on ourselves to make sure that we have plans whether you're in a relationship or not it's like everyone wants to have plans on valentine's day yeah i think um number one it's good that it's on a monday for single people because it's like it's just another day like you can just go about your day like go to work and everything but i think that's something i've noticed and i just did a podcast episode on this like at nauseam if anyone wants to listen so like throughout my life like ever since i was like of the age to have boyfriends and whatever like freshman year of high school or whatever I've had like Valentine's somewhat, but they've all gone terribly fucking wrong. Like my one that I can really think of that was like a desired Valentine, like a mutual, like not just some like random boy putting like a bear in my locker and embarrassing me. Like the (laughs) one boyfriend that I like had on Valentine's day, we broke up on Valentine's day and it was a terrible day. 
So I never considered myself to like have a romantic Valentine, but it's always been my favorite holiday. And I think the reason is like, I've realized it's about so much love and not just like romantic love. And I think also like anything that you or I could do on Valentine's Day in a relationship, like go out to dinner, give somebody a present, tell someone you love them, um, do something nice for yourself, listen to happy music, put on pink. Um, even like have sex, like anything that we could do, like in a partnership you can do with your friends or alone. Like there's actually nothing that you couldn't do with your friends or alone on Valentine's day that you couldn't do with a part, like, and vice versa. And so I think we have to remember that number one, like you're not, not allowed to celebrate because you're not in a partnership. Number two, if you're bitter and you hold negative energy around Valentine's day, and you're giving that out into the world, the only thing you're going to receive is bitterness and negativity. So no, you're not going to get another Valentine the next year, or your crush isn't going to hit you up to hook up on Valentine's Day, or the cute guy on Hinge isn't going to ask you out on a date because you're only giving out negativity and that's all you can get in return. But if you were like, I'm so happy for everybody that is having sex on Valentine's Day and is going on dates and getting Tiffany jewelry, and I can't wait for that to be me, then that's what you're going to get. And then yeah. the last thing is we forget to tell women that like it is so much fucking better to be alone than be in a terrible partnership. Like I cannot express to you how much I wish I was alone on that Valentine's Day when I broke up with my boyfriend than in a abusive and harmful partnership. Like, and we forget yeah. to tell women that it is better to be alone than in a shit partnership. And you shouldn't force something just so you have a partner on Valentine's Day. It's so much better to like have a hot girl Galentine's with your friends and like even go out to dinner on Valentine's with your friends or just fuck it and order in and like, or go dancing or like watch the Super Bowl or just get drunk. Like there are so many things that you can do that are fun. Like you can, you know, send flowers to your sisters and brothers, like do like an, a secret Cupid with your friends. Like it's a day about all love. And I think that when we're negative about it, it's when we'll never ever have that like perfect romantic Valentine's day that we crave because we're being negative. And like other people are being positive and they're going to be, you know, first up in the queue for positive energy <laughs> back into their uh -huh. lives. So I love Valentine's Day. I don't know how you feel about it, but it's like my favorite. I think it's like the happiest holiday in the world. <laughs> I was going to say, I've never, I think I'm indifferent to Valentine's Day. Like I, cause I've never had a Valentine. So I think when I have been like talking to someone and I thought like, oh, this would be the year that I might have a quote unquote Valentine. It just didn't work out. So it's not that I'm negative towards it. I just don't really don't really care too much for it. But I love what you said about how you just need to switch your perspective. Like it really is at the end of the day, just about expressing your love for the people that are in your life. So it's like you text your family or close with them, you text your friends, you tell them that you're appreciative of them. And so it's just all those things here and there yeah. that come together. And then you're like, oh yeah, this is great. Like I'm having a good day. Valentine's Day, indifferent. But Halloween, I think Halloween's the best holiday. It's my favorite holiday. Halloween is literally the best. My top three Valentine's, Halloween and New Year's because everyone can celebrate them. Like think about it, Christmas, Hanukkah, even Thanksgiving, colonizer holiday. Like all these holidays, like they exclude a group or they're for one group or they're for a thing or like they're fucking asshole holidays. Those three, anybody can have fun. Anybody. Ooh. Literally little kids, grandmas, everybody. We're all loving it. That's why I love it. You know what makes me so sad about New Year's? Hit me with it. <laughs> I don't know what society has decided to do with New Year's, but every time I talk to someone about New Year's recently, they always say, I hate it. 
It's not fun. It's overhype. I'm like, guys, we're going into a new year. This is a great time for rebirth. What are you talking about? It's also just like, do you want to be not like other girls? So you're saying it's overhyped. Like, it's fun. And also, it, you don't have to be partying. Like, you can stay in and order sushi and journal and watch TV and like count on three, two, one and be alone or be with your significant other or whatever. But it's like, it doesn't have to be like this thing of like, it's overhyped. Like, okay, then just find a way to have fun. <laughs> don't be a pick me. Like, it's so easy to not do that. Find the way to have fun. And that's with Valentine's, Galentine's, all these holidays. That's all you have to do, really. It's just about yeah. that perspective switch. Make the most of it for yourself. Just watch me, guys. I'm going to be journaling on Valentine's Day. I'm also going to be working overtime. It's so funny. My manager said to me, because I work on a team with like three people, and he goes, so Tina, like, do you have plans for Valentine's? And I was like, nope, I'm single as fuck. Like, there was another guy who was going to do my thing. And I go, dude, go celebrate with your fiance. I do not have any plans. I got this one. See, but that's good karma. That's good karma coming to you. Like, in in anything, maybe not even in like the form of a future significant other in anything, like you just secured yourself good karma because you could be like, fuck that. Like I am, oh, this is so annoying that I'm working overtime. But instead you're like, I'm doing a good deed. This guy has a fiance, I'm single. I'm gonna like let him go rock his shit with her. And I'm just gonna hang out and do my work. Like that is good energy. Like you're doing the right thing. And plus I'll do anything for a check. So the fact that I'm also gonna get money for this. Oh yeah. I'm like, let's go fabulous there's a check i'm a habit <laughs> always hey, so how did um you and your boyfriend meet it's actually really funny um so i was on a bit of a hinge craze when i moved to the city in august of 2020 mm. and i wasn't really meeting up with anyone until like the fall when things died down a bit and i felt more comfy but i matched with this guy and he was in the hamptons and i was in new york and like i don't know why he had his things set to new york when he wasn't living here and so eventually he tells me he's not coming back till October, but he's trying to set up FaceTime date. And I just like kind of let it fizzle. And I was like, when you're back, just let me know. Like that's a few months away. And like, I kind of want to focus my sights on like people that are actually here. And so we had followed each other on Instagram and TikTok. And so I did not hear from him for months. Like that was in August, months. I forget his name. Like I don't even like, he's not in my brain, right? And so I'm on TikTok live, actually getting ready for a first date in December. And this like, person like user zero zero one five seven twelve sixteen whatever keeps being like remember we matched on hinge remember we matched on hinge like over and over in the chat and i'm like verbally like no and then the person's like you don't remember me like and gives their name and i'm like if you have any other way to contact me that's not this like do it and then we can chat there so like five minutes later he snapchats me and is like hey it's me do you remember me and i'm like oh my god yeah like can't believe it hi so like I actually moved to the city. And so I said like, oh, are you finally going to take me out on a date? As you should. Well, he responded. <laughs> and he was like, actually, like, I have a girlfriend now. But I was thinking that like, we're I'm looking for new friends. Like, maybe we could be friends. And I like, really didn't want to be friends with someone I didn't know during a pandemic. And also like, we all have friends. We don't need more friends. Like, I don't really need it. And so I was like, hmm. So I just responded. And I was like, if you like could set me up with one of your friends I would be your friend and he was like I'd be jealous but I'll see what I can do which I was like interesting um and so then like five minutes later he was like what about this guy and just like sent me a screenshot picture of my now boyfriend and I was like yeah you can give him my phone number go for it and he was like really and I was like yeah go for it and so he gave my boyfriend his my phone number and my boyfriend dm me on instagram first 
and asked uh-huh. me on a date and I went and we have been dating ever since. So it is sort of hinge. When- yeah, that's a plot twist because I thought you were going to say that your current boyfriend was the original hinge guy, but it's not. What everyone always thinks and it's my favorite thing in the world that it's not like it's my favorite thing in the world that like he was like just the random or not even the obviously not random but like he was just like a random person that like the hinge guy introduced me to and like I met my boyfriend before I ever met the hinge guy <laughs> so you're now you're friends with the hinge guy too yeah so it became very funny and like awesome because like we all then connected and whatever. Now I know the hinge guy. Now I know all of them, obviously, like all of his friends, but it was really, really funny. <laughs> See, now that's some good karma for him, for the hinge guy. Yeah, the hinge guy will get good karma. More people, I don't know. Maybe this is just me and my friend group, but my friends, we don't set each other up. Really? Yeah, we don't. I think it's setting people up is fake because I've only seen it in movies. Okay, so my thing is like, it's hard when you're in a friend group and like they know all of your friends. But I'm like a true believer that if like you have a guy friend, like if you have high school guy friends or if you have like a cousin and the cousin has friends or like something like that, you should always be setting each other up. It's like the best way to date that isn't dating apps. Because frankly, dating apps are the new wave. They're the new wave, but they lead to so much miscommunication. Like, yeah, they really do. I think I go on the apps. What is it? I probably do it when I wake up and when I go to bed. And during the day, I totally forget about it. So these conversations I'm having, they're like, oh, you're hitting me up at 1 a.m. I'm like, this is regular hours for me. Sorry. Yeah, you're like, sorry. I'm just like, this is what I'm this is what I'm looking at this. I have a life. I'm not waiting. And I also have notifications turned off for dating apps, too. So it's like, OK, guess, guess you're really not trying to date. So it's about how much energy you're putting into it. Yeah, no, it, it, it's like it becomes so aggravating, truly. Oof. Actually, I haven't even told the podcast this. My friend and I, because we're just so over the apps, we said to each other like, okay, how about we set each other up on blind dates? Because blind dates are also another thing that I thought were fake and that people didn't do. You're like, I've never heard of that in my life. I'm like, nope, doesn't exist. That's like how to lose a guy in 10 days. Shit. It's not, it's not happening. So we decided, I literally switched my Bumble and Tinder profiles to her. Like, so it's her. And I put in the bio like, hey, what's up? I'm Tina, the black girl. This is my friend, Dina, the curly haired gal. Let's see who's going to be like Hoboken's new bachelor or something. Love that. So she's actually going to go be going on her date next week, guys. I don't know if she's- Oh my God, that's so fun. Oh yeah, he was in Iceland for like on a trip. So he he's a traveler. God, I want an update. I told her, I said, if you end up with a ring on your finger because I set you up on a blind date, I want to be the maid of honor. Your sister can take a back seat. It's going to be me. I'm doing it all. Yeah, you were like, I'm on it all. Like, I've, I've got you, okay? It's me. It's me. <laughs> I'm a it's- you guys can thank me. Oh, they will have to thank me. But they'll have to. Eli, also, we got to talk about your rules list. So you're notorious for them on TikTok. How did you come up with this idea? Oh my gosh. So I will have to give credit where credit's due. I saw my friend Louis Levante, who's a big TikToker in California. He made a video that were like rules for bottomless brunch. And I thought it was hilarious. So I gave him idea creds, did it. It did decent. Then I just decided like I liked that format. So I tried rules for a first date, completely viral. So I was like, huh, how is this? Let's just 
fuck around and find out. So I make another one, Rules for Sunday. And I chose Sunday because in my house, my dad owns restaurants. So Sunday was the day he didn't work. And it was a really special day for my family because it was like our favorite day of the week. There was no Sunday scaries. We like looked forward to it, even though we had school on Monday because my dad was home. And we were allowed to have over as many friends as we wanted to, but we couldn't leave. We had to be at home with our family. And my dad would like cook like an Italian feast and like invite over like our family friends and like his brother and whatever. And it was just so fun. Like it's a fond, fond memory that I have of growing up. And so I was thinking about that and like how when I went to college, there was this like Sunday scary culture that I just wasn't used to. Cause like I loved Sunday so much and I would always like celebrate them like they were like some (laughs) holy day, holier for reasons other than just, you know, actually being holy. Um, So I made the rules for Sunday and that blew up and then the rest is sort of history. So what's your favorite rules list that you've done? That's a good question. I I really think that the one like rules for manipulating someone to fall in love with you is really funny because it's like satire and I love satire. Um, but I love the days of the week ones. Like I wish there were more days of the week and I could like keep it alive. Um, I'm like currently the 31st of every month is like a fucked up day for me because I have to do my state of the union in and out thing, which takes me forever. And then I have to do rules for February and it feels like the same thing. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. like one is Instagram content. One is TikTok content. And so, yeah, I have to do all that. And I'm like, oh, and I always leave it to the 31st because I start compiling things that are in and out throughout the month. But it's not until like end of the month that I can really be like, oh, here, like, here's what I reflected on this month. Yeah. And also, like, there's so much that can happen on the last day of a given month. Guys, we found out Rihanna's pregnant like today when we were recording. Have you seen how good she looked? I looked at those photos and said, oh my gosh, like I knew Rihanna was beautiful, but I saw them and said, damn, you're really reminded of her beauty anytime she takes a photo. The thing is that I also think that ASAP Rocky is the hottest person I've ever seen in my life. Like he makes me feel weak in the knees when I look at him. And so does she. Like I just can't imagine two more attractive people procreating ever like that baby loved by the entire world oh, there's not a hater in sight i literally said on tiktok like move over jesus christ because this is like the daughter of god probably <laughs> <laughs> like like it is move over jesus christ i love that phrase God, jesus christ like actually no not we love him but like it like come on that baby no, that baby's going to be able to walk on water. No doubt. No, 100%. That baby's going to be everything I wanted to be a girl. So bad. So bad. Someone, I saw someone post on their story, like, this is a girl. Like, the child is a female. And I said... No, we know it's a female. I could see it. Do you... I could see it. Do you think she wore a pink coat as, like, also the gender reveal? I don't know. But, like, did did she look good or did she look good? Like... She looked fine. She looked good. I was like... Wait, if I looked that good, I think that's the best I've seen her look in so long. Like, and she always looks good. Oh, it's because she's so low key. So when she pops out, you're like, oh, shit. She's everything. She's everything. She is. And then also, Eli, I wanted to like hit on, you said those, one of the rules lists, the manipulation one. What are some (laughs) rules in that list that you could tell that in your 20s community? Let me, let me like look it up. I'm looking it up on my notes app because my notes app is always up. It's your notes app is where all the TikTok ideas. Yeah. 
manifest. Okay, rules for manipulating someone to fall in love with you. Appearing mysterious. Um, after you hear from them after your first date, you ghost them for four days and say nothing. Four days? But then you send a super cryptic message, like a meme or like a TikTok to be like, by the way, I'm interested. Like, you have to like really pull back, like, because people love the chase. You have to look at them right in the eyes when they're talking and like use your eyes as a weapon. Multiple men have told me that my eyes are a weapon. I could get whatever I want with them. And I believe this to be true. Sleep over, but then leave at 530 in the morning without waking them up. Let's see, borrow their clothes to leave and then return them like absolutely drenched in your perfume. I like that. I have her do something crazy. <laughs> do something crazy? Oh, yeah. Do something crazy with them because men will um, attach adrenaline to you. And that's really good. Like if you do something crazy, like if you're like, what if we went like, I don't know, skydiving, that's really crazy. But like, what if we like went, like, what if you're somewhere warm and there's like a cliff you could jump off of into water? That's like safe thing to do. Like, what if we went cliff jumping or like, what if we drove down a haunted street at one in the morning? Like things like that, like do something that like makes your heart race. And then they're going to correlate that experience of adrenaline rush to you. And then they're going to be obsessed with you. <laughs> Girl, you are a schemer in the best way. Wait, before you tell some, us some more of those rules, why four days? I just think, okay, so imagine you go on an amazing first date with someone and it's so good. You hear from them. They say like, hope you got home safely or like would love to make another date. When are you free? You make that date with them. And then once that conversation is done, if it's like, okay, so there are obviously circumstances. So like if after the date, they text you, hey, did you get home safely? You're like, yeah, thanks so much again. If they don't say like, when should we hang out again? Just don't respond. And then hopefully they'll say something like, when should we hang out again? If they like are making a plan in the like, hey, had so much fun tonight. Are you free Saturday? Make the plan with them and then don't respond. Don't be like rude. Like if they're like actively texting, like hope you have a great day today. Like you can just like heart react to be like, thanks, you too. But what I'm saying is like, don't give them anything of merit for a few days so that they're wondering about you. I actually watched a TikTok from like a love psychologist and she was saying men and women fall in love in very different ways. And she was saying women fall in love when they're spending time with you, having conversations and bonding and when they're having sex with you. And men fall in love when they're doing things with you. So they're action-based. And the other time that they truly fall in love with women is when they're alone without you and they pop into your mind and it allows them to think about you. And so she was saying, after, when, after you have a great first date, say, thank you so much. I had so much fun. Give them a hug, maybe a kiss and leave because then they're going to have time to think about you. And they're not going to fall in love with you through conversation or through sex. Like it's going to be through either doing really fun things with you. So action-based dates and things like that, or when they have time to think about you by themselves. And that was like really eye-opening to me. And I'm like, wait, that's like fully right. Like it's fully true. It's fully true. Like it's fully valid. I'm literally like taking so many mental notes right now that I'm going to have to listen to this episode a couple of times because I'm like, wait, that is so smart. And that makes so much sense. I'm thinking about my roster right now saying, huh, what should I do with this guy? Guy A, what should I do with guy C? These are good. And then why why leave at 5.30? Why not like six? So, okay, yeah, I guess you could leave at 6 a.m. But like, I feel like that runs the risk of them getting up. I think it goes back to them having time to think about you and them wondering what you're doing and then you popping into their mind. And if you leave, you can send a text like, Hey, sorry, I was having trouble sleeping. Like, thanks so much for letting me stay over. See you Saturday. Like something cheeky and cute like that. But 
if if you're not dating him and you're not seeing him and you've not been on dates and you're just hooking up, you owe him no explanation. Just get up. I also think it's I don't sleep at boys' houses unless I'm too inebriated to get home myself, and that would have been a college me experience. Or if I'm fully dating them in a relationship, because I just it's not worth it to me. Like I want to take my makeup off and brush my teeth. It's not worth it to me. <laughs> don't sleep over at guys' houses. You want to be like in in your bed, nice and comfy. But also when guys sleep over at a girl's place, I have had men stay over who have overstayed their welcome. Like they're, we're up for three hours and he still hasn't left. No, overstaying your welcome is out. That's horrible. <laughs> like, and I never give them anything. I say, do you want water? And that's it. I'm not, we're not eating breakfast. No, we're like not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a hotel. Like fucking get out of my face. One time there was this guy that came over and he, he was FaceTiming his friend. Granted, he was like a hookup buddy of mine. So he was FaceTiming his friend and his friend goes, oh yeah, I just got out of the shower at this girl's place. Like she gave me food, like I'll be ready soon. And then he just looks at me and goes, oh really? That sounds so nice. All I've gotten so far is water. And I looked at him dead in the eyes and said, that's all you're getting. Like, That's what- literally all you're getting? No, I bought these groceries myself with my money. Why would I spend money on you? Literally, why would I spend money on you? What do you, like, what do you think? Oh, my gosh. And I saw your video about when that snowstorm was happening. Well, snowstorm was happening in New York. And you're like, ladies, do not let him stay at yours because you will never, he is going to be stuck inside with you all day. No, it would be gross. And I know that straight men love to overstay their welcome. It gives them a high. But for for what reason? Yeah. I just think, I just think it's, that's their MO. Like think about when you stay at a guy's and they're kind of just like lounging in bed and you could stay as long as you wanted normally. Like there would never be a cue to leave. Like you would like, they'd put on TV, they would order a bagel and eventually they would get up to like go watch football with their friends, but they still haven't showered. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and then for women, it's like, we're up. I need my skincare. Like I want to change into my little athleisure set. I want my bed to be made. I want to like brush my teeth and do my routine. And like, I want my laptop and my books and my water bottle. Like, but men, it's not like that. Like, they don't do that kind of stuff. <laughs> no, they get up, check their breath, maybe brush their teeth and go, all right, I'm ready for the day. Yeah. They're like, okay, life's got, like, let's go. I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm going to take two hours. Sorry in advance. Yeah, not really though. See you in two hours. Because <laughs> getting ready is is so therapeutic for me. Oh, me too. I love getting ready. It's everything. I literally like getting ready better than I like going out. I think that's me now too. I I was telling guys um Eli while before we started recording like my voice sounds like this cuz I went out 3 days in a row for the first time in forever. And I was like I love the process of getting ready, but then when it came to drinking, socializing, I said I don't know if I want to do this anymore. No, you're like I kind of I'm done. I'm done and now I don't need to go out for like Three weeks. Okay, maybe I'm being dramatic. I do get a little bit of a high when I get to flirt with strangers at a bar. But I think I'll be good for this weekend. Flirting with strangers at the bar is so fun. It's I love the eye fuck. Like when you look at them. Oh, the eye fuck is so good. It's so big. That's like something that I take so seriously. Because I'm like, oh, I'm going to sometimes I'll like giggle as I'm looking at them too. So they think I'm talking shit on them. Yeah. And if, you're like, ha-ha. it brings them in every time. <laughs> yeah, you're like, haha. What's up, guys? Wink, even though I can't wink for shit. Um, 
Eli, thank you so, so much for coming on In Your 20s. You have given us so many tangible pieces of advice that, guys, I hope you're taking notes. And if not, um, rewind, listen to the episode again with your notepad and paper. Get ready. Um, But Eli, if there's anything that we didn't get to or that you'd want to share with the In Your 20s community, now's the time to do it. Guys, just manipulate people to fall in love with you. Know your worth. Remember that your 20s are not meant to be a time where you have it figured out. Can't stress that one enough. It's okay to be confused and you're all too hot to be sad and have a great day. Love that. And Eli, where can people find you? So TikTok is the jar with two R's. My Instagram is eli.rallo. And my podcast and newsletter is linked anywhere on my socials that you could find. It's in the bio. It's all over the place. Guys, I'm going to have all those links in the show notes. So definitely go check her out. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of In Your 20s. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a review, share it with your friends, because we're having a great time having a hot girl Valentine's Day, Galentine's Day, and just a hot girl 2022. My name's Tina with an H, and I'll catch you next Wednesday.